I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Lines are open and we are lit in the lit studio here. That's right. Well, they are lit off. Drinking, are lit. drinking heavily. Oh. <laughs> Get through Tuesday. I know the feeling. It's 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 early in the day, folks. But he thinks this is water, but it's actually been vodka that I'm drinking. Clay out of here. is drinking Mountain Dew. For you're those who are wondering, is is Clay is Clay a guy from Tennessee? He loves Mountain Dew. So I you you made fun of me. I have. Have a lot of, I would say, fairly substantially redneck, uh, redneck traits. Having been born and raised in the Nashville area of Tennessee, and one of the things that I just can't quit, I love Mountain Dew. Like if I'm out at a restaurant and it's a chain restaurant and they have Mountain Dew on the menu, I literally feel better about my whole meal. That's that's an astonishing revelation. revelation. Like I would or, like I would order. Like I'll give you an example. There's a uh, there's a restaurant called Stony River. It's a steakhouse. I don't know. They probably have 50 or 100 of them around the country, right? Chain steak restaurant. They have, or at least used to have, Mountain Dew on the menu. So I would be like, I want a filet mignon, medium rare, and I'm going to chase it with Mountain Dew. Hopefully, you at least get your steaks medium rare. That's like, what I just like said. Like a civilized person, oh, I just right? Said, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, not a barbarian. Not- 
Only only thing about Trump that I got to say, I really he got it well done. time with. He got it well a, done. He's a well done guy. That's I love it. the Trumpster, but the well done steak was always, a, that was a big question mark for him. Like, what's going on with that? I feel like people who get their steak well done don't know that they are basically insulting the steak wow. and everyone who is cooking the steak, right? And they may well have never tried a medium rare, and I'm closer to a rare than I am a medium, right? I, like, you want to have some flavor in the steak. Of course. It, it's all about not not cooking the connective tissue and the juice out of it, but we'll have to do our grilling tips an, another day. Because I got Do you cook? I'm actually pretty good. I'm I actually pretty good anything. in the kitchen. Really? My, it's funny. My six-year-old, we were at a... So I coach... We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Little League basketball and Little League baseball. And we were sitting in the gym recently. This was, you know, March maybe... And one of the first people who listened to my show came up and he's like, man, I'm a big fan of the show. And he said to my six year old, what's it like, you know, living with a guy who's on the radio like this? Is it pretty cool? And he said, no, dad doesn't even know how to cook cinnamon rolls, which is all that matters to my six year old. Like I can make oatmeal. That's about the height of my cooking ability for the breakfast in the morning. I can make cereal, but. I I can't make cinnamon rolls like that. That is that's beyond my uh, my understanding. When I got married, when I started first got married, my wife came over to where I was living and she said, where are the pots and the pans? Reasonable question. We were going to cook one night. I didn't have pots and pans, Buck, and I had not even noticed that I did. I lived in this place for a couple of years. Never thought, hey, I need pots and pans. If it can't microwave or I can't just throw it in the oven and immediately like a pizza, you know, make it there. I'm not going to be able to I'm, do it. I'm glad that you see this is this is the the ultimate pairing and duo you have your folks because You're I'm not going to lie, a chef Wolfgang Buck has trended <laughs> once or twice. You know, this is something that pops so up on the make? social media. Any I, and everything. I, I can't give what's away all spe- my secrets. What's your this specialty? Is, this is red meat, obviously. This well, is, is that this really is, a special? Like, yes. like anybody oh can my cook, gosh, cook I, a we steak. can talk sous vide. We can talk reverse sear. But this is not a cooking show, Clay. So I have. I don't to, even know what any of I that have means. To see what I'm, you bust out the fancy French. Talk. I know that's it's all just, you have to do. It, it, it totally blows I, my mind. I, I also, by the way, I want, you you brought up the coach. I mean, the little league thing. I, one day I'll tell you. You know, I actually the only the first job I ever had. I actually have to correct something from my bio on the show yesterday. The first paid job I ever had. Yes was coaching high school soccer at my high school while I was waiting for my security clearance How was at the, the CIA. Uh, what, what? We were we were undefeated, and we were runner-up in the NYC uh, Archdiocese and Championship. I don't know, maybe the best soccer team that the school had had in, I think, 18 years at How that time. How old were you? No big deal, Clay. How old no were you? No big deal. Uh, right out of college. Like, it's that far. You realize that you are losing credibility with the audience massively by being a soccer guy in the first place, right? What like, you, I, I'm not anti-soccer. Wow. I am not wow. anti-soccer in any way. What direct your ire, soccer players, to at Clay and Buck on Twitter and tell What percentage of our audience likes soccer? I mean... Not a huge, but would right it be better now, if I was a if I was a New Yorker who played lacrosse? Then <laughs> then we'd be making fun of my ascot. Yeah, look, I I would like right now you to all tweet us. I just want a simple yes and no. If you're active on social media, I am. Let me just say this because I don't want soccer people coming after me. Because soccer oh, people, oh no, 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 no you, you've done it. You soccer got it. people are the most insecure sports fan on the planet, right? In my experience, soccer guy. Sits around all the time saying, how come you don't talk about soccer? How come you don't talk about soccer? How come you don't? And then you talk about soccer and they immediately say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't like soccer like I like soccer. You can't make them happy, right? It is the snobbiest, snottiest of all American sports fans, soccer fan with his scarf, 
sitting in his Harry Potter hat uh, in the crowd. Snobby. It's like the most multilingual, multi-ethnic sport on planet Earth. It is. Uh. Soccer fans in the world are like Mexican soccer fans throwing urine at people, you know, with the anti-gay slurs. Like, they are the absolute, uh, like, massive population, right? Like, the everyman is a fan of soccer around the world. In the United States, American soccer fan is the sports snob. I, just, I think a small mind. I just I ask the soccer fans in the audience to unleash the Twitter crack in here and explain. I'm actually explain curious how, to go in right oh, now. By the way, they're all going to say that it's basically it's basically like a communist sport. Well, I, I know how this goes. I think this works in my. I think they're going to be like, I didn't like this guy Clay Travis. I questioned him a lot, but then he said, "Oh, you know, I'm not sure you need to be a hardcore soccer guy." Now I will say this: I do, and I played soccer, and I played every sport kind of growing up. But I love watching the U.S. men's team play. And they kicked Mexico's ass recently, which I really enjoyed. And by the way, Christian Pulisic is maybe the greatest American soccer player of all time. And I think next year in the World Cup, if people will actually circle back around and be like, yeah, America's a good thing, it'll actually be a lot of fun because we can make a legitimate run. I mean, I just, I got to tell you, for those of us whose whose heads are physically too big to wear helmets for hockey or football, <laughs> I'm not speaking from a first-person perspective here, but I just want to, you know, there are, there got to be other uh, options out there. I'm scrolling in right now. Oh, don't even, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, first of all, people are taking shots at me. Please tell me you at least go Diet Mountain Dew. First of all, like, you would have less respect for me if I were drinking Diet Mountain Dew, wouldn't you? At I, least I'm going, like, this is like a Bud Heavy version of see, Mountain I'm, Dew. I'm not, I'm not alienating those Diet Mountain Dew drinkers in our audience, Clay. I, I refuse. Used to uh, to to pick sides in the Mountain Dew battles because I haven't had Mountain Dew. But, I think but, since so I was here's all the soccer response. Like I can't even keep up right now with everybody at Clay Travis at Buck Sexton. <laughs> the soccer responses are rolling in. There are uh, again. I think the vast majority of the audience. I also think you would agree. The Twitter responses are more likely to like soccer because they're probably younger. Seventy five year old guy out there is not like yeah I love Buck Sexton and I love soccer. Well, I mean it depends on where they're from. That's the thing. Well, that could be you know. I mean, we got. I'm sure we got some expats and some uh, some folks. If you're, I mean, if you're an immigrant to the United States, the chance what you know that what is the most likely sport for you to love? The most likely, if you move to the United States from oh, anywhere in the world, the, the world sport is soccer. Yeah, there's the, no doubt. I mean, and that's why I said the elite of America like soccer. The everyman of the rest of the world likes soccer. I just feel like right now there are all these soccer moms listening, and they're just like, excuse me, <laughs> sir, Mr. Clay Travis, football is dangerous. It's a whole other conversation we can have. But, Clay, you know, there, there's, a, there's an enormous story that we do have to get to, which is the... First of all, the national crime wave and also what's going on in New York City you know as, a possible, Big as a possible referendum. I, I want to bring us back to it, if I can, in just... A couple of minutes, we can really dive into what's going on with the New York City mayoral election. And for those of you who are saying, oh, but, Buck, that's, yeah, this is not your mayor. I get that. It's the largest city in America, though, and it's the place that we associate with the Giuliani approach, the broken windows approach to crime. And it's the place where they had the greatest miracle in reduction of homicides and shootings and was really the at, at the forefront of a nationwide drop. And unfortunately, now it's part of a nationwide rise. So this is a national crime story through the lens and how to combat it through the lens of what's going on in New York City politics. We will come back to that in a moment. And also remember, ClayandBuck.com for updates from the show, transcripts, all that good stuff. And to explain to Clay 
why he should be drinking Pepsi and why soccer is not for uh, elitists like that Rhode Island senator who belongs to the country club we're going to talk about later. Clay and Buck on uh, Twitter and Facebook. But the Clay, responses are amazing here. By I'm, you need to I'm scroll sure. in. You're going to be terrified. I don't even like to read social media responses, but uh, but this is uh, this is by the. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Turn on your mentions. Turn yeah, on your I notifications. Ba- badminton is, is coming up next in, in the list of, of sports that we want to talk about. But in the meantime, folks, we're going to come back to this crime story in a second. And, and I also want to focus in on something that's really important, important to me, important to Clay, and, and I know this whole audience, because the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is something you need to know about. They were born, this, this organization is born from the tragedy of 9-11, and they're carrying forward a legacy of courage and heroism, okay? To mark 20 years, Tunnel to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes. I know the folks behind this organization, and they are absolutely dedicated to keeping that, that sacred obligation that we, the American people, have to support the families of those wounded and to support the families of the fallen from our military. It's critical it's an obligation on all of us, all right? And the words never forget in this context really require action. So do good and take action now for those who showed heroism and courage in the defense of this nation. Donate $11 a month at T2T. That's T2T.org. It's only $11 a month, and you're helping our heroes who have been wounded in action get homes that will make their lives easier, mortgage-free homes, make their lives easier and and show them how much we support and appreciate their sacrifice. T2T.org. Some of the mayors in these cities are failing miserable. Let's look at Chicago. Lori Lightfoot talks about what's dangerous. The cops are dangerous? No, she's dangerous. What's happening is people who live in the most vulnerable communities in Chicago, is south and west Chicago, Vulnerable communities, who speaks for them? Who's protecting them? They want effective policing. Where's the support for the men and women? This anti-police rhetoric, it is not a surprise that police officers are leaving in large numbers. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. You just heard there from former chief of police in Detroit, James Craig, and he's explaining that the, look, this is clear to anybody in law enforcement. They all understand what's going on here. We can all see it. You just have to open your eyes if you're not already. I know this audience and everyone listening is aware this is happening, but it's amazing the amount of gaslighting around this, that cops understand they're not politically supported, and this is a nationwide problem. It's resulting in numbers of shootings and homicides we haven't seen in 20-plus years. The increase is astonishing in and of itself. Defund the police is the the most on its on its face is the dumbest slogan of any major political party in memory with the with the possible exception of walls don't work which you remember that was during the Trump administration but defund the police is catastrophically problematic uh clay for example just just so I mentioned numbers and you're a data guy yeah crime surge in cities across the US this was just uh from from Fox this morning Homicides up 533% in Portland. Shootings up 126%. I'll just do homicides. Atlanta, 58%. Philadelphia, 37%. NYC, 13%. And that's up, uh, last year was up considerably in the year. Los Angeles, 22%. I mean, when you're seeing this, there's no way for people not to understand this is a nationwide phenomenon that could only be possible because of a nationwide political narrative. 
and because of a complete failure to recognize that actions have consequences. We already knew, anybody who had a functional brain did, based on the Ferguson effect, the hands up, don't shoot, lie from Michael Brown, we already knew that when you pull police out of doing their job, that what happens? The criminal element sweeps in. And so it's no coincidence that the cities that had the most aggressive anti-police protests are now seeing the largest skyrocketing crime rate. And the incredible irony here, and it's a sad irony, and it should be, I think, the number one story in America right now and the number one point of political discussion, is the people who are dying in these cities, those numbers that you just hit us with, Buck, all those percentages, they're primarily black. They are dying because police protect more black lives than anyone in the country. It's not politicians. It's certainly not all the people who are trying to take away police officers' jobs. It's the police that are protecting black lives more than anybody. They believe with their lives that black lives matter and brown lives matter. And and Asian lives matter, right? And what you know that all that whole uh, there was a great Babylon B headline where they're like Asian lives matter, Black lives matter. Getting suspiciously like all lives matter. Remember how all lives matter became totally unacceptable? But police try to protect everyone, and the data reflects that because of these protests, more people are dying. Black lives matter less in the wake of the defund the police movement, and the left has even more radical aims. Just so everyone understands. There are people within the activist community on the left who will speak, not generally that openly, but they will talk about abolish police. And oh, they're yeah. serious. It's, and take away their guns. It sounds crazy because it is, but this is now playing out in New York City where you have candidates, including one, to Clay's point, about getting rid of guns in the hands of cops in the first place. She has since, and and I'll walk you through, Clay and I will talk to you in just a few minutes here about some of the specifics of this, but the first time we've really had a a major political race this year uh, that was going to be primarily, it seems, determined by the crime issue is happening right now in this mayor's race for New York City. But, Clay, the, the part of this that I think is is critical for everybody to to remember as as we're looking at this is that the data and and the timelines of all this line up perfectly with the beginning of the BLM movement that's right so when corporate america was bending the knee and and people were running scared even some elements of the Trump administration were running scared from this notion of, you know, what, whatever we have to do to make BLM happy as a movement, we will do and we'll try to make concessions. Well, that was going on to your point about who was being shot. Where were the homicides increasing? This lines up perfectly on a graph. And now they they use the pandemic as the excuse for a long time. The, the crime rise is because which, by the way, not only does it make no sense, other countries had Big decreases. It in makes crime. no sense because people were out less, and so the overall crime should be down, particularly of violent nature. And so now we see with the pandemic effectively over that with crime and specifically homicides, violence uh, still rising in this way, that what they had been saying was a lie. So, Clay, I, I think that there's a, a reckoning coming, and that's just one thought that I want us to have as we're about to dive in together here to the New York City Mayor's race. I think there's a reckoning coming for 
the left led us astray as a country on this one in a way that people are paying the price for with their lives. And it's the number one issue in the New York City mayoral race. We don't have a Rudy Giuliani. We don't have a Michael Bloomberg or a public option. So this is going to be an inner civil war for the Democrats. And it's going to be really intriguing to watch these results come in tonight. Speaking of intriguing, protecting all of your most treasured life moments, incredibly intriguing and important. You know, Clay, I, I had my family pull together some old videos of, of different sports we played, and I won't get it at which ones. Soccer! Won't get it at which ones, but sports we played as kids and school plays, and we have all these old... My dad loved taking VHS video. We have all these old VHS tapes. My mom was an actress. She was in some commercials. So we transferred this data with Legacy Box so that now we can have it preserved forever. We can share it with each other. We can actually enjoy it and see it and the process is so easy it is indeed really easy because legacy box is offering 40 percent off so your family can celebrate meaningful moments at a fraction of the normal price you can visit legacybox.com slash clay and buck that's clay and buck to get started today that's legacybox.com slash clay and buck 40 percent off legacybox.com slash clay and buck it is a tremendous value. I know so many of you out there have things that you want to make sure are preserved forever. Make the smart move and get 40% off. All you have to do is go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay and Buck. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. 
Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. I talk to police officers all across the country. Proactive policing has been reduced across the country just because police are getting a mixed message from the community as to what they want. And when you take that and you put in activist DAs that are basically operating under the premise that no one needs to go to jail, you end up with a very violent outcome. And my colleagues and I are very worried about this summer. I think that across the nation, we've already seen very high rates of violent Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. I'm Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Make sure you send us your thoughts on social, Facebook, Twitter, Clay and Buck. Just type in Clay and Buck and the website is clayandbuck.com. We should get to some calls at some point here too. 800-282-2882. That's 800-282-2882. A lot of you know that number. So this is what's happening. And you're seeing this now. We just played for you the former Boston uh, Police Commissioner Ed Davis, the former Detroit Police Chief James Craig before that. We could sit here all day, Clay, and just have longtime senior and respected law enforcement, uh, you know, law enforcement experts, people that have spent their careers doing this, telling us all the same basic story, which is that there is a nationwide deterioration in safety on city streets. And we're talking the top 50, the top 100 cities by population. This is what's going on across America. Why? We're going to get into the why. But there's one place where this is playing out right now in real time in a political sense, and it's my hometown of New York City. You have right now essentially, Clay, a battle between... Uh, there's a bunch of different candidates, and it's a ranked voting system, which is a little strange. New York just instituted this, I think, in 2019, and it's you put one through five, and then there's they get rid. If no one gets 50% on the first round, they get rid of the bottom-tier candidate, and then they retabulate, and then they get rid of the candidate that's bottom-tier then, and then they retabulate. So it could be a matter of weeks before we find out the answer. But here's why this is so interesting, and I, and I wanted your take on this. And again, as... I grew up in New York City, Clay. I could sit here and tell stories about what that city was like when there were over 2,000 murders a year in the early 1990s. I think a lot of people listening to us remember, even if they didn't grow up there, just walking through Times Square and how much difference before Rudy Giuliani and after. A hellscape. I mean, and I I live there, and I love it. I love New York. I've always been a big New York proponent, although the political leadership is just getting dumber and worse all the time, it seems. But it was so dangerous. You had, by the Bloomberg era... 
from, let's say, 2,300 homicides a year, give or take, in the early 1990s, Mayor Dinkins, down all the way to about 300 murders. So and, over 2,000 One of the most successful eradications of crime in the history, not only of the United States, but of the world. And people look at this and they see that what happened in New York was also a harbinger of what was to come in a lot of other cities because... You know, we just had the former Boston police chief. Guess what? The NYPD model, and I was an intelligence division uh, specialist at the NYPD for a while, so I know those folks very well. The NYPD model was applied in all these other cities, the Giuliani crime method, and it worked. The broken miracles, windows broken for people windows. who know the phrase. And, and it's not just enforcing minor laws because it creates a greater sense of law and order, but it does. It's also creating more of a basis for police contact with those who break the law. Because it turns out, and we ran the experiment, we saw the data in New York and a lot of other cities, when the the, the guy who is jumping the turnstile is much more likely to also be the guy, and it's guys we're talking about here, who has a warrant out for an attempted murder or has a warrant out. Same for thing a ser- with the guy who crime. doesn't have his tags updated. People who don't have their uh, their driver's uh, permits and everything else correctly uh, set up are also more likely when they get pulled over to have outstanding warrants that are significant of a violent nature. And this is why the the two real poles, if you will, or the two real, um, uh, the separation, the major separation in this mayoral race. You had Andrew Yang, who we all know, he's a, he's a popular guy. People like him. I've interviewed him. I don't know if you've interviewed him, but he's a likable guy. He's smart. He want, he's very pro-business, and he had a pretty interesting run, short-lived, but interesting run for the Democrat primary uh, as president. And now he's, he's getting a pretty decent uh, bit of support. But it's really between, based on this narrative of, of pro-police or defund police. It's going to decide the election. That is the primary issue. And Adams right now, Eric Adams, who's a police, former police captain of the NYPD, veteran. this guy is law enforcement through and through. He's now the borough president of Brooklyn. He is pro-police to the point where he wants to bring back the plainclothes unit that was disbanded as a as essentially a gift to the BLM movement. As we all know, this didn't work out well for anybody. Also might even bring back some of the elements of, it has been talked about at least, stop and frisk, which became very controversial and Mayor Bill de Blasio got rid of. But but thinking about this, uh, Clay, as the, in a sense, this is like the crucible for law enforcement action that is on the largest scale, the biggest police department of the country, the biggest city in the country, and we see the numbers go in the wrong direction. Not only could you have Eric Adams end up winning basically on the crime, uh, being pro-police and, and anti-crime, but then the rest of the country is going to have to see what ends up happening with those policies playing out because people will know that the defund movement is clearly failing. So we got to find something else to do. Here. Defund the police is popular with super rich white people primarily who live in neighborhoods that typically aren't very dangerous in the first part, and also with super-rich activists who oftentimes have their own private security details. The, the, the number one, to me, litmus test should be, if you have ever had private security or paid for it, you can't argue that police need to be defunded. Because you are actually taking the next step beyond. You're like, no, the police aren't enough to make sure that I'm safe. I'm going to spend my money to make sure that I have my own security on top of the security provided by police. So for some people out there, I understand they're going to say, I don't live in New York. I don't care about this story. I don't care about this uh, overall election. 
What I believe you are missing is that this is a larger metaphor for the nation as a whole and the debate we're having over whether or not policing is in crisis and whether we should be defunding it. And also, as a part of that larger conversation, it's an internal civil war with the Democratic Party right now. There's a lot of talk in the mainstream media about the internal civil war that exists in the Republican Party, and they always want to trot out Elizabeth Cheney and say, oh, look, are they allied with Trump? Are they not allied with Trump? They don't even allow freedom of speech in their own party. Well, this is a real civil war because Elizabeth Cheney is a small segment of the of the Republican Party, right? This is the essence of the Democratic Party right now. And who supports defund police? And who do you hear from on this issue? It's activists. MSNBC hosts, AOC, and and and, and the far left of the elected Democrats—they're the only ones. Now it's just so interesting. I don't even know, Clay, if you were alluding to this or not, because your 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 comment about people who pay for their own security while they want to defund—you know that that's actually true of Maya Wiley. She lives in an almost three million dollar mansion of in Brooklyn. She does. Yeah. Her husband's a private equity guy. Good for him. Remember, remember Vulture Capital with, oh, with yeah. Mitt Romney yeah. and yeah. Bain and all that, right? Her husband's a private equity husband's a private equity guy, and she, it came out, has a neighborhood association where they all pay dues for a private security force. On top She's, of the police. On on top of, of course, having having police protection. But she wants to defund, and she's even been pushed on the issue of disarming cops. And Which did is a little, even crazy. She basically she, said that yeah. she wanted them to not have guns, like, and then she could. tried to come back, walk it back. And so you have, on the one hand, that, in, in a sense, the, the quintessential defund liberal. Somebody who lives in a multi-million dollar house, has private security. Of course. Oh, and guess what? She also has her kids in private school. Yes. While she's a huge proponent of making sure that all the rest of New York City has no school choice, her kids go to a fancy private school. And this is, in many ways, I feel that the distillation of the modern Democrat elite. They, they don't even try to hide this stuff anymore. So it's going to be either Eric Adams as remember, Eric Adams, African American police captain of over twenty years. By the way, the guy's still a Democrat. Like we're we're really picking among the best socialists here, in a sense. But at least he wants you to be safe the, walking home with groceries in your hands instead of what you're getting with Maya Wiley. By the way, the controversy I believe with Eric Adams, if I'm not mistaken, is whether he actually lives in New York City, yeah. which is its own funny story, right? So you have. On the left, the far left wing, Maya Wiley, who wants police officers to have no guns, except for the private security guards who protect her and her family in her multi-million dollar mansion. And then you have Eric Adams, who is on the positive side, a 22-year veteran of the New York Police Department, but might not actually live in the city in which he's running to be mayor of. I mean, he's got This is a perfect, this is a perfect content. And these are the two prongs that are most likely to win, right? He's got a place that, you know, doesn't look so much like it's that lived in, but it is technically... I watched the video. You saw the video? I I, I care, and for someone who lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and has lived in Nashville his entire life, I am an example of someone who is following this election closely. One, because I love elections. But two, because I think it puts defund the police on the ballot, right? This is ultimately rubber meeting road in a highly liberal city to see whether or not the data, which I've looked at, you talked about, I like to look at the data, the data I've looked at and everybody has shared, no one of any kind of serious intellect supports defunding the police. There are no arguments that support it in any way. 
In fact, the African American community huge, specifically, huge when you break it out by polling, wants more police, more more police, because as you pointed out, when you look at disproportionate effects of crime in low income neighborhoods, by crime ra- crime rates rising, overwhelmingly are black, and we haven't even addressed the Republican side of this equation, which is real. Now, New York City, folks, has about an eight to one disparity in party registration. So I'm, you know, Clay gets to live in, I live you know, in a red free, state, in freedom yes. red state here in Tennessee. I'm from New York, which is, you know, very expensive commieville, but I still love it. But here's the thing. You have uh, you have Curtis Sliwa, who is the founder of the Guardian Angels, who is also on the ballot. And I've I, I know Curtis interviewed Curtis. He's a good guy. So in a sense, you have the the ultimate pro police slash public safety candidate who's also there. I've talked to people who say that, you know, it's it's obviously an uphill climb. But here's the thing. If you were to see, because of the ranked voting, no one really knows how this is going to work out. If Maya Wiley ended up being the candidate, or even some of the others, I, I didn't even mention, but, you know, you've got uh, Catherine Garcia, the sanitation commissioner, Sean Who's Donovan. now allied, I think, with uh, Yang over, like, they're trying to pair their That's votes right. They're together, trying to come right? together. And AOC is the, is the primary backer, publicly at least, not financially, but in terms of... Uh, public support for Maya Wiley, but if Wiley's a candidate, you may have, this is a theoretical and it's unlikely, I was going to say, but you may have this moment where people say, look, Rudy Giuliani was a Republican, folks. Bloomberg, Maya Bloomberg, was technically a Republican. Both of those guys did phenomenal jobs protecting the residents of New York City, which is, to me, the essence of the job of a mayor. I told everybody, because there was, look, Bloomberg on guns is horrible, on so your Mountain Dew, by the way, he would have security escort <laughs> yeah, you out. I know I get taxed out. like crazy to even sit here and drink a Mountain Dew. During so the show. yeah, exactly. You'd be you'd be paying he had for the some, nose. But he's a businessman who at least understands the importance of business in a city like New York, which I think a lot of these candidates have no clue of. Can I? I, I wanted to see if we could. You want to? Let's bring in some folks to hear what they think yeah, about the defund. If we do that, and then also, there's just a quick. I got a quick anecdote for you about Portland because I don't want to focus too much on. One East Coast city, Portland, we could talk L.A., we could talk a lot of places, but you got to hear how Portland's uh, tourism folks are trying to sell people on still visiting that uh, anarchic wasteland in downtown Portland right now. So why, why don't we come back to that? This is the uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. 282-2882. That's 800-282-2882. We'll get to it in just a moment. Still making the complex understandable. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton break it down on the EIB Network. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are finishing off hour number two. New York native Buck Sexton making his best case for why you, and I think he's right, and I, should care about what's happening today in the New York City mayoral election, even though we're probably not going to know for a little while who actually ends up winning that election and why it is in many ways a referendum on the defund the police movement. You have on the one side of the equation, even though it is within a Democratic primary, Eric Adams, who is a 22-year veteran of the New York Police Department. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have Maya Wiley, who has said maybe they don't even necessarily need guns. Just social workers, Clay. (laughs) Social workers. If somebody has a gun, we should just have a social worker show up and explain to them why they should stop shooting people. That will be a viable response. And, of course, as is typically the case, Maya Wiley has her own security detail, Buck, 
that is actually protecting her in New York City, even while she believes the rest of the population should have to be defunding the police. Oh, and let's not forget, they also, not only do they want to defund police, but they also want to make sure that you can't defend yourself with the right to bear arms in New York, which is a whole other kind of... Oh, that's a huge I know mess. this one intimately because I've, I've had to go go through the process of of talking to folks about what you can and can't do. and, and It's a subplot in billions. It's crazy. What you get, have to do to get a gun license. Getting a concealed carry permit in New York is for the ultra elite. So when you look at who actually has a concealed carry yes. permit, you can't open carry in New York. Um, but even the premise permits. Anyway, I, I know people that live in, in Texas and Tennessee are like your problem. So anyway, true, by the way. Fact check, true. Um, but let me get to some of the lines here. We have Zoe in Champaign, Illinois. What's up, Zoe? Hi. Well, hi, and um, congratulations on your new gig. Um, Thank you. <laughs> with the Rush Show. I mean, you know, it's not, but it's, it's like it. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to call in about is BLM, and, and um, their real goals are, um, you know, it goes back to Obama saying he wanted a stronger security force, and I can't remember the words he used. But anyway, what they really want to do, besides the fact that it said on their website they wanted to destroy the nuclear family, which I have to mention, but they want to get rid of local policing and have a national police force, and actually, ultimately, they're hoping things will get so chaotic that people will beg the United Nations to come in. So that's what they really want to do. Zoe, thank you for, for weighing in. I would say this, Clay, there is, you, you notice this, the, F, the FBI, for example, federal police forces are always something that the left is much slower. They like that top-down arm of, of essentially political and, uh, and weaponized law enforcement control that they have. It's local and state police that they always, because those are the ones that are dealing with the, a vast majority of the day-to-day crime, violent crime and, and assaults and all this. That's where, you'll notice, they like the FBI. They like that, you know, there's the James Comeys out there yes. doing their bidding. Well, that's because they don't think of them as actually in any way engaging in violent policing, right? This is really just about making sure that you have somebody to blame other than the people who might be involved in that. Uh, you've got to hit us right now, I think, uh, Buck, with uh, the importance of taking care of your dog, right? Um, a little bit of rough green action. I think I'm talking about gold. And gold, the sorry, therein. the importance of gold. So let's get into it, folks. You know, they're printing trillions of dollars. They're getting totally out of control with it. And you need to take action today to protect your retirement and your savings. That's why I want you to get real gold and silver. That's what I've done. Call right now the Oxford Gold Group, 833-404-GOLD. They'll answer all your questions and send you their free investment guide. Protecting your retirement is critical, and it takes action today. Call the experts at the Oxford Gold Group, 833-404-GOLD. Trillions of dollars, inflation, you know we got problems coming, folks. 833-404-GOLD. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD. listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.